What's going on, everybody? Dr. Chris Featherstone here for yet another episode of Unscripted with my friend, the legendary Bill Lapter. Let me put on my uh, my special July Fourth hat here. Oh, very nice, very nice. Stop spreading the news. (laughs) My top hat. No, we'll go back. We'll go back to the baseball cap. Very nice, very nice. Looks better. We can do them both. Sure, man. Hey, that won't work. Be the trendsetter. That won't work. It is uh, here in the states. It is uh, the uh, the Independence Day here, and we still got a a large crowd here, even with the Independence Day. Actually, it's Independence Night. It is Independence Night. It's uh, we're both Eastern time, so it's uh, literally fifty six more minutes left in the holiday. Uh, This is uh, two days after my birthday. Happy birthday to you, by the Thank way. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate that very much. I uh, my birthday. Thank you, man. My birthday is one of my favorite days of the year. Like no lie, I love celebrating my birthdays. I, I'm grateful for every day on this side of uh, on this side of the ground, and uh, you know, I'm a super grateful guy, and just uh, really, just really love life, man. Just really love yeah, life. I, I can tell, and I saw all the Facebook messages. You have a lot of followers. I do, I do, man. I, I am. I'm thankful for that. I, I'm thankful to be an impact in many people's lives, and uh, it's it's really cool. It's a really cool thing. To I'm do. one of them. Yeah, man. I, I impacted I, my life. Thank you, man. You I drafted me. I did, and this was uh, by far the best decision that I could have made for unscripted, okay. man. Because I really, really, I legit love hanging out with you on Tuesday nights. Likewise. So guess what? What's up? I got a book in the mail. A, a a pre-copy before it's released. And I started, I'm only 60 pages in. Okay. And I saw one of the authors the other day at the Icons of Wrestling convention. Mm-hmm. And thank you, all you fans who were there and came over to me and said, hi, this is Todd is God. Todd Gordon. Todd well, Gordon well, and my buddy, Sean Oliver, who used who's an author and a playwright and everything. And he used to... Um, Hosty, he used to he brought me on to ring roasts, which was you know we did roasts of several wrestlers, which yes. went right unfortunately into the toilet because the the wrestling fans didn't get what a roast is and they really they it a tribute and they booed the heck out of it. Oh wow! Huh. But anyway, this is Todd Gordon and he was at Icons the other day and he signed the book for me. But there's so much that I'm reading in this book that is so interesting about the formative days of ECW. And I did an interview with Sandman Saturday, this past Saturday. And one of the things I mentioned to him and to Todd was ECW didn't just change the business. It totally changed the way fans react to the matches. Nobody before ECW fans, nobody ever yelled out you effed up nobody yelled you screwed up you did this you did that it was nobody it changed the fan completely and it made it a whole different business going forward sure yeah absolutely uh i it, it really revolutionized the business i would say not all good though not no. not all good not all good as far as just this bloodthirsty you know type of guttural <laughs> visceral you know type of fan base that we've created but at the same time ecw was just uh it was just a really eccentric rare 
type of type of breed. Yeah. And I remember watching ECW back in the day and it was just like I think it came on like two AM here in Ohio and uh yeah, I stayed up and watched it a lot of times, man. I was, was there. I was yeah. there shooting pictures of, nice. a lot of times and, and it was what dangerous every time I would shoot there or a photographer Jason Lavin was there. Hmm. It was really dangerous, but it took like the best of like Texas wrestling and Japan and just mixed everything up into blood and gore and some matches that were just good but like terry just the origins of that company and the way it happened from when joel goodhart had it as uh, eastern championship wrestling originally i just want to it's coming out i think july 15th or 16th but 55 60 pages into this thing i'm like this is great i don't like to read wrestling books because everyone knocks each other he had just met paul Heyman uh that's where i'm up to right now and i can't wait to see how that got really got started and then how it collapsed toward the end nice speaking of terry funk did i just see that he uh he did the forward yes he did he did he uh forward forward by terry funk the man who just celebrated another birthday do you want to make something of it chris featherstone very nice very nice terry funk uh uh impersonation oh i do hundreds of them he hates when i do that one he does i talked to yeah no he's okay says after that's not what i sound like i talked to him a few months ago and uh he was much much better uh his mind was quite a bit sharper and uh i miss him i miss him he was always a fixture in all the territories i went to and a personal friend very nice all right so uh, of course as you all know this is unscripted so i have the questions ready for us if you want to be highlighted on the screen and a guaranteed uh uh question answered go ahead and hit that super chat and we will do so otherwise we'll just peek over and see what we get quick question for you though before we go there yeah what was what was your uh ecw what was your your best match time what what did you like about ecw um that's when i started to like uh, that's when i first started to see chris jericho and i actually oh, like right. like like the technical wrestling of ecw the uh chris jericho demolinko um you know chris benoit you know yeah. and, and perry saturn perry saturn he was so well. The Perry Saturn was with John Cronus. He was the eliminator. Yes, like, yes, yeah. yeah. So, um, and I always, I always liked their high low finisher to, to, total elimination. You know with Joey Styles. You know, <laughs> and, uh, oh my god! Oh my god! And uh, that was really cool. And uh, just I remember following Shane Douglas when he was with the Dynamic Dudes with the uh, Ace Johnny Ace, and uh, it was just a really different vibe with shane douglas it was it was a whole different thing like as far as when i was following him back in wcw and then you know going over to this franchise gimmick just throwing the nwa belt and trash and uh sabu and uh sabu rivalry probably i think the two ones that stand out to me rivalry rivalry wise was taz and sabu and then tommy dreamer and raven one of the best pictures people always ask me what is the picture that i took that i always say this is awesome mm-hmm. that 
is when Taz suplexed Sabu at one of the pay-per-views, and I was standing right in front of them, so I got him slinging him back on his back, and it just, mm -hmm. yeah. But then, you know, when WCW uh, brought in some of the uh, ECW guys, it was, mm -hmm. it just mm -hmm. wasn't good. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't good. Were All you right. there? Were you there for uh, the mass transit uh, incident? No, I was not. Okay. Was not. Yeah. What, not. what do you think? What do you think about that? Um, it was shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Actually. So he, he he lied. He lied about his age, right? Yeah. 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 Shouldn't have happened, but uh, things get slip under the radar. Yeah. Every yeah. business, and it sure did it there. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, that happens a lot as far as people lying about their, especially back then. I mean, not so much now, but back then. I mean, Ray well, a lot of people may not. There, there, may, be some, about his there may be some fans watching us who don't know what that is. Why don't you clue them in real quickly? On yeah. So uh, this uh, this younger guy who really wanted to be a part of the business, um, he basically had an opportunity. Um, he wanted to, you know, basically get himself over and expose himself to the business. Um, basically he was a really huge dude, but he was underage though. Um, and he basically had the, a gimmick called mass transit. He was seen, he was dressed in like a bus driver outfits. And, um, unfortunately, uh, he had a, um, who was, was it, was the new Jack that, uh, bladed him really bad? Uh, I think it was, I'm, yeah. I don't. I remember the incident, but I think it yeah, was. Yeah, it was. It was. It was somebody who from ECW played in them, but really, it was either. It was either. It was either New Jack or maybe maybe uh, Devon Dudley. It was one. No, of the, I don't. It wasn't Devon Dudley. I'm I'm pretty sure it was uh, New Jack. New Jack. It was one. I think he was te teaming, or he went against one of the Dudleys, uh, or the Dudley, yeah. the Dudleys. But if I'm not mistaken, it was New Jack um, that bladed them. Like I mean, like. <laughs> it was new Jack, like bladed him like really really bad yes, was, like yeah. a big old gash in his head and he started like like just going 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 he ended up uh, re he ended up recovering from that but i think he passed uh like a few years later if I'm yeah so, yeah i heard the same thing and, and you know things do slip under the radar and uh unfortunately that did at night yeah but that's not the legacy of ecw Indeed, indeed. I mean, in a way, it is because just of the, you know, I mean, just the, in your mind, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very unpredictable, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yes. so people are in the chat are saying it is New Jack. I thought it was New Jack for some odd reason. Was he teaming with the Dudleys, or did he team? I with don't remember the entire. We'd 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 have yeah. to. Uh, you have to. Have to yeah. That I, I'm surprised that. Um, but New Jack had a dark side episode, and I think they talked about mass transit on that. But I think they should have like mass, like its own ep episode of uh, for mass yeah, transit. Yeah, yeah, that would draw. And New Jack became a very good, uh, a good, very good friend of mine. He always told me, he says, he called me Wee Willie. Go, Wee Willie, you ever need somebody, you know, uh, to do get a job done on them? You just call me. There you go. <laughs> he, was great. he and I became really good friends. As dangerous as the man was in real life, mm -hmm. I mean, he was one of the sweetest people I ever met, and very funny. Okay, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. Yeah. You know, you know how I am about the uh, trivia. Okay. Yes. yes. So. Um, 
So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. So November 23rd, 1996, in Revere, Massachusetts, there was a show that uh, the um, the gangsters defeated Devon Dudley and Mass Transit. Okay. There you go. So right. it was for so the we got it. Yeah. I didn't, re- I didn't remember the Dudleys were yeah. involved with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I knew that it was something related to Devon Dudley. So okay, yeah. well, I'm glad you remembered that because I have so much in here from so many companies. That- oh, yeah, I imagine you do. I I, I like I'm a, I'm a big Jeopardy fan. I love trivia. I'm a trivia. Oh, me too. Me yeah, too. yeah. So, so you should have given you should have uh given that in a question form. Uh, yes. What is uh, who is Devon Dudley? So now you don't get the money. <laughs> oh man, I should have done it in question. Okay, before we go to the fans. Yep. WWE most wanted treasures. Mm-hmm. My girl Medusa saying she was going to give the women's championship back that night at the Hall of Fame. Vince McMahon told her to keep it. Then most wanted treasures goes after it. McFoley. And she wants a hundred grand for them either to borrow it or to buy it either wow. way. Wow. Yeah. What, what's your reaction to that? Because Booker T just said she can go to wherever. <laughs> and that shocked me. His reaction. I say, I say, I say, man, <laughs> I mean, like if someone's going to spend a hundred K to, to buy it, Okay. But they're not doing it. They, they, they're not going to buy it or they're not going to borrow it. But my question is, wh- where do you think that belt belongs? In her safe or in the WWE Hall of Fame? Uh, I think it belongs to her because uh, she she won it. I mean, like it was, you know, she's I've seen many interviews uh, from a noose over the years just saying, okay, yeah, she was in the moment. The money was good switching over to WCW and dropping and, in the garbage can dropping in the garbage can was a part of the deal to cause the intrigue, to cause the suspense, to cause the edginess, you know what I mean? Cause that's WCW was shifting over that. The where the big boys play. That was their big, yeah. you know, their, their mantra at the time. So they were shifting over to the more of the edgy type of feel too. So that was just a part of the deal. And, you know, she's talked about before that, you know, if she had her, if she had a way again, she wouldn't do it, but it was just a part of just, it, it was just a part of the, 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 the scene at the time. Just the, yeah, but she's willing to sell it or let them borrow it for the same amount of money for a hundred thousand hmm. dollars. Well, yeah. having, the, having WWE. So, so she wants WWE to buy it from her for a hundred K. Yeah. And they said, no. They're not going to do it. I, mean, I would, I would, I would, I would turn that down too. I mean, yeah, like I, I would, gonna, I wouldn't spend a hundred. They're not going to do it. I would just make a replica of 
the belt that I own. I mean, WWE just they have the belt, so they can just make another version of the same belt. Yeah, there, yeah. So I mean, but everybody knows Medusa has. It. I just wanted to know what you're feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, absolutely. Because usually they get what they go after. Sure, sure. But not not with not with Deuce. Not with Deuce. No, no. Maybe we can get her on the show um, in a few weeks and talk yeah, to her about yeah, it. That would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'll be I'll be game for that for sure. All right, let's pick over here. Of course, like I said, Super Chat gets first precedent and a guaranteed and on the screen. Otherwise, we'll peek over here for the next 12 minutes and see uh, what we can talk about here. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Thoughts on Sting bump on Dynamite. Really scary, but glad he is okay. What do you oh, think? my God. I, I, was, I texted him after that show went off the air, mm -hmm. and I said, you're nuts. And he just sent he sent me a smiley face like two days later. Uh, I don't know what he's trying to prove. I mean, it's obvious he can hang with a lot of the younger guys, but I thought he was going to get really, really hurt. I, when he got up on that ladder, I had a feeling I knew what he was going to do. And I was sitting on the recliner going, don't do it. What did you think? Uh, I think it was, you know, Sting's my all-time favorite wrestler, man, but uh, I wasn't a fan of that. I, I think at this point, Bill, you know, he's he's like, you know, I, I probably got about a good less than a year left in me. And it just, it just feels that this is a part of his swan song. He's like, I don't want to leave any stone unturned. I don't want to be, you know, he's, uh, what, 64 now? Something and so, like yeah, I think it was born in March of 59. So, you know, 64 years old, he's like, I don't want to be 65 coming back to the business and saying, man, I wish I would have done that. Like, I think it's one of two things. I think one that he's like, okay, I really want to, it's kind of like a, a post mint life crisis type of oh, feel. Okay. You know what okay. I mean? uh, and I, cause you know, I'm a psychologist. Uh, so I, I think about it from that standpoint. So sure. I'm kind of getting those vibes. I'm also I'm I'm getting probably the most that he really really wants to put over Darby Allen, and so so that's like his thing. Like he he feels like his contribution to AEW is by the time he completely hangs it up, he wants Darby Allen to be world champion caliber. And whatever he needs to do to help with that, he will. And to if that is the case, which I think it is, at least majority the case, other than the fact that he just wants to scratch whatever itch that he has left in his wrestling it's career. Very well said. You know what I mean? And so I think for him, he just wants to get Darby over. And I wouldn't be opposed to – uh, them winning the tag team championships like at all in or all out. Yeah, but that didn't put Darby over. That put Sting over as like, what the heck is this crazy person doing? Yeah, I, I think I, I think ultimately, because here's the thing, it did give the match the uh, more eyes on it. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think ultimately that's what's. And here's the thing, I, I thought about a couple scenarios, and I hope that this doesn't happen. I hope that's. I wouldn't be surprised if they did this, but I can see them turning Darby heel and, and giving Sting his only loss, you know, in AEW because he's undefeated in AEW, which as a Sting fan, I'm totally fine with. Yeah. But I think that's 
his only his only loss before he retires probably would be Darby Allen. So I don't know. I, I don't if they know. do a baby face versus baby face, I'd be more cool with that. But Darby is a heel. Yeah, I think he's just too small. Well, you know, Darby could say, I saw you do that uh that thing off the ladder and you shouldn't have done that. What's wrong with you? What uh you know, you're you're my mentor and all that. Well, what fine, you, you know, you don't like this? No, I didn't like this. Maybe I need to teach you a lesson. Mm. There you go. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think ultimately Sting is going to put Darby over in a match in a, sure. in a one match. So before he before he retires, uh, let's see here. We got uh, Happy Independence Day, Mister After, and Doctor Featherstone. Which Thank wrestler you. from back in the day do you think had the most patriotic character? Oh, nice. Sergeant Slaughter. Yes, no, I agree. No question in my mind. Yes, yeah, I agree. At ease. Indeed, indeed. What about Colonel De Beers? Well, he wasn't patriotic. Come on, <laughs> Colonel De Beers, great bad guy, but uh, no. Uh, what else we got? We got, uh, of course, Kurt Angle, but not, he wasn't necessarily back in the day. We got Del Wilkes. Yeah, the uh, Patriot, and Tom Brandy was a Tom Patriot Brandy, too. Yes, yes yeah. I just chatted with Tom Brandy text uh, uh, last earlier this year. Um, who else was a who else were Tom Brandy cool? lives about 10 miles from me. Oh, does he really? <laughs> very nice, very nice. Um, I know that there was, I, mean, I was, I was cool with Dale Wilkes before he passed, and uh, yeah. you know, I know yeah. that there was controversy between the Patriot character with him and Tom Brandy. So, uh, but you know, it, it's it, it all, uh, well, Lacey Evans, of course, too, you know. Yeah, not not yeah. back in the day. Nor I mean, she's no. legit patriotic, but not right. No, back in the day, I'm trying to think when I was growing up, who the patriotic people were. You know, back in the days of oh, uh, uh, well, Hulk Hogan was a uh, patriot. Well, yeah, he was a real American. He was. So was uh, so was Jim Duggan. Yes, Hacksaw was. Oh, you know what? He and Sarge kind of on equal ground with the patriotism. I agree. Yeah, I agree. yeah, I didn't yeah. think of him. Very yeah. good point out yeah i think uh i think duggan's uh really up there too oh yes i was a huge duggan fan back in the day man uh i think he is i wish that i wish the wwe at least would have given him the intercontinental championship yeah i agree it's, it's crazy agree. that in this i'm not i know that he was big in, in mid-south uh in uwf but it's crazy that's you know the two big companies wwe and wcw out of both of those, he only had one United States Championship run in WCW. Yeah, you know, out yeah. of all of that, so yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I wish they would have put the Intercontinental Championship on him at least. So. Yep, I uh, agree. Let's see here. We got. Uh, do you think having Roman Reigns pinned at Money in the Bank was the right choice, Bill? Um, I had a feeling that was going to happen. That one of the Usos were was going to uh, pin him. I think I said that on our show uh, last week when we were talking about some of this thing. And now they've signed uh, uh, Roman against Jay for SummerSlam. So they knew where they were going with this. This coming Friday night on SmackDown, they're going to have a trial mm. of Roman Reigns. I can't wait to see. I did an exclusive interview that will be on hopefully next week uh, with Rikishi. Nice. The daddy of Solo, Jay and Jimmy Uso. And we talked about the whole bloodline thing. So I can't reveal the whole thing here. But I asked Rikishi 
do you think Daddy Rikishi is going to have to uh, come in and nullify the situation? And he whispered something in my ear that he told me I cannot mention to anyone or I will get a stink face. Mm. So, it's yeah. classified, man. It's classified. Yeah, so we got to watch out for that interview only here on WrestleBinge. Indeed. Should be fun to to watch. Um, do I think uh, pending him was the right choice? Yes, I do. I think um, I think it was. I mean, it, it it comes with controversy. A lot of people don't think that uh, he should have been pinned. They, people think that he should have been pinned by someone who dethrones him, um, which is a fair point. But at the same time, here's my pushback with that. My pushback is he's going to be pinned regardless and i think if you make it make sense to extend the storyline if him getting pinned is an extension of the storyline i'm all for mm-hmm. it because yeah, i agree because jay uso pinning him makes sense because the bloodline angle started with roman and jay yes so him pinning roman is full circle you know what i mean and so it, it makes sense to me and and uh, i'm i'm fine with it Totally but keep in mind that there was a lot that led to that pin. It wasn't just a clean pin. There was yes. a lot of outside stuff. There were both Usos involved. Exactly. There's a lot going on there. Exactly. And I and I and I actually inter- had the conversation on a previous on another show about that. That it wasn't a one on one match. No. No. It was a bunch of super kicks from both Usos. You know what I mean? So it was a lot going on there. Hold on a minute. Uh oh. Go. Hold on a minute. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, nice. He's there. He's there. He's there. He's guarding. He is guarding my wrestling fixed mug. Very nice. Very nice. He's uh, that is his head of of the cup here. Yes, he's the uh, (laughs) he is the head of the cup at the head of the table. Yes. (laughs) All right, here we go. We got uh, one super chat. So Rollin takes precedence. Here we go. Four ninety nine super chat. All right, we're going to answer these two questions, and unless we get any more super chats, man, we're going to close it up here. One was the uh, one. What is the best looking version of the WWE Women's Title Belt of all time? Oh, I'm, I'm, I, I can't think of them all. So, um, I mean, the one that's, um, uh. I, I like the black one, like around, like when Jackie and Sable and all of them had the the, the black uh, with the black belt. I, I like that one. Otherwise, I mean, like there was a bunch of them that was just super tiny. Uh, yeah, well, I like the Medusa one that's in her safe. Currently. Yeah, yeah, that one. That one's nice too. Yeah, yeah, those 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 two are good. Uh, number two, in what era was the WWE Women's Championship its most prestigious? That's a good question. Yeah, that, that that would be that whole era with Trish and Lita and all of that that whole uh, group of girls. You want uh, you want to consider the Moolah era? No, that was there was no cable, there was no internet, not enough people saw that. June Byers had a version of the uh, World Championship, uh, but this is WWE. No, no, I I think around the time when things were changing. Uh, when the women started getting like really more athletic in that Lita and Trish era, I think that's most pre- prestigious. And then Stephanie came in and you know presented the a new belt and everything. So that's where that steamrolled to me. Nice, nice. Um, 
Yeah, I, I actually may consider like uh rock and wrestling era. Like uh Moolah, Wendy Richter. Wendy Richter, Rock and Robin, Sherry Martell, like that mm-hmm. era, like like okay. the late eighties, you know, like right. I think that that because to me I'm thinking like that had a lot of prominence and it's still really like that was really uh impactful towards the trajectory of transcending the business you know Absolutely. Like, like cindy lopper and Wendy richter teaming together uh i mean like collabing together with lou albano yeah. you know that, that was that was it i mean other than hogan there rock and wrestling era was was that so yeah, but it was focused more on rock and wrestling. When Trish and Lita came in, in my opinion, that's when the belt started to really pick up and mean something to me. Sure, yeah. I think it did for a hiccup, though, because um, it was for a few years it became something, and then they started to make it like very diva-esque. You know what I mean? A lot mm-hmm. of yeah. stipulation matches. Like- but they were eyes on it. Yeah, yeah. I think when they started to make like when they changed to the Divas Championship and try to do that era, I wasn't a really big fan of the Divas Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Elita is my all-time favorite, you know, women's wrestler. So you got you got my vote on that as far as you know, uh, yeah. Trish and yeah. Lita for sure. And, and you know, when Charlotte Flair held the belt so many times, the prestige of her having that championship and just looking like that champion is so good yeah why in your opinion before we before we uh exit why do you think that wwe actually spends time booking charlotte as a baby face she's just a natural heel why do you think they keep bringing her as baby face i don't know if they're looking to bring her in as a as a baby face i think it's just it, it it's an old situation where it's just the opponents that who she can work best against and if it happens to be a heel it's a heel hmm. i have a question for you yes sir why not la knight hmm. i think uh <clears throat> he's the people's choice but the people's choice isn't always the right business decision and i think that's <clears throat> you know people are saying that triple h is talking i mean you know you and i both have done a bunch of media events uh with media calls and i I, they tend to sidestep answers um and it takes you know it takes tough journalists and and good journalists to to press a little bit more but i i don't think triple h necessarily sidestepped this one you know i mean because he did talk about good good things come you know to those who wait and I'm, I actually agree with that. I actually agree that um, it's worth the wait. You know, it, it's a really good tester to see if the fans really are willing to be patient in the process of slowly building LA Knight because technically he's still a a, uh, a, a a rule breaker back in, in your days, the <laughs> magazine days. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's still a heel. So we need to have some time, you know, give us some time because at the end of the day, if he's getting cheered as a heel, I cannot stand when he hears heels get cheered because it takes away so much of the baby face. You know, when he was going against Montez Ford, Montez was getting booed. Very mm-hmm. counterproductive. When he was going against Santos Escobar, Santos was getting booed. Very counterproductive. When he was going yeah. against Rey Mysterio, Rey Mysterio was getting booed. Very counterproductive. So I think at this point, 
have some time, be patient with the process, let him turn fully babyface, and then we can start talking about championship, you know, discussions at that time. So those, you notice uh, on Monday Night Raw, uh, since we're live the night after that, that he wasn't even mentioned. He wasn't. He wasn't. No, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, not uh, not at all. So I don't know what the what the slap in the face is. I was waiting for Damian Priest. I was waiting for Dominic somehow to get the belt last night in some sort of really weird way, and then Damian cashes in on Dominic, beats Dominic, becomes <laughs> champion, and then LA Knight is his first challenger. Interesting. Interesting. I actually, um, I think they should do L.A. Knights versus Austin Theory at uh, SummerSlam. Yeah, I agree. I think that's great. the way. That would be great. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the way yeah. to turn babyface. Yeah. 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 I think that's the way to turn him babyface. I think yeah. that's him and Theory. You know, they have very, uh, they have they have similar personalities as far as like the, the jock feel, the, you know what I mean, the good looking, clean cut type of uh, feel. Yes. So, and so I think that's, L.A. Knights, you know, against this snot nose, you know, uh, bratty kid, you know, Austin Theory, going back and forth on the on the stick with him. I think that that would. And Austin Theory is a, he's a bona fide heel. He, you know, he's uh, that's what I do appreciate that about Austin Theory. People don't like Austin Theory, and that serves the purpose. I mean, he's a heel. People shouldn't like him. Yeah. So I think that going against L.A. Knights would be really really good for him. And I think giving him. You know, the U.S. championship as a babyface at SummerSlam would be a good spot. All right, last question, because yep. I know we're running a little over time here. But Kevin Nash came out and said that L.A. Knight, all he's doing is kind of ripping off the rock. What do you think? So, I mean, like. Right. You know, That's what I thought. Hogan so, ripped off uh, Billy Graham. I mean, Steiner ripped off Billy Graham, you really? know, still character. You know what I mean? Like it, there, that happens. Flair ripped off Buddy Rogers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I mean that happens all the time. You know, what I, mean? I wondered what you thought because I had the same reaction you did. Yeah, I mean, you know, rip offs happen all the time. I mean, credit are, if are Hulk Hogan rip off uh, Billy Graham, it, he wouldn't be Hulk Hogan. So, are your um? Well, he Austin Idol, he told me was the first guy. Ah, uh, well, there we go. Austin Idol too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, are you uh, getting packed for uh, SummerSlam yet? Uh, not yet, but uh, mm-hmm. I'll be I'll be ready to rock here soon. Uh, uh, you and I will be uh, doing media live there, and I'm looking forward to yeah, meeting the fans. It's just going to be a great time. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, we got one more question before we know, before we get out of here. Rollins, okay. Did you guys notice if there was a 4th of July Raw video package last night? I didn't see a WWE Raw video package for Juneteenth nor Independence Day. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't see one for Independence Day either. I didn't need yeah, – well, they I, usually run something, but uh, – They do. I didn't see one, though. I wish they would start running them from Juneteenth. I, I would. Yeah, yeah, sure, so, sure, yeah. sure. Good stuff. Bill, let them know about uh, your endeavors and where to find you and your – you got some – Big, big, big stuff uh, for Sports Kita, the Russell Benz Sports Yeah, Kita. I've got interviews coming up, uh, uh, more in the chapters with uh, Natalia, who redeemed herself finally against Rhea Ripley. Nice. I'm so glad to see right. that. Yeah, um, Got interviews coming up with uh, Rikishi, Miss mm. uh, Archer uh, from AEW, um, and so many others. You can find me at After One Wrestling uh, on Wrestle Binge. 
and uh, subscribe to Wrestle Binge. Yes. Or to Keto Wrestle Binge, because a lot of you are saying, hey, do, do you still have your uh, One Wrestling Video video channel? I do, but I don't post a lot on there. Mm -hmm. You can mainly find me on Wrestle Binge. Nice. So quite a lot. And here on Unscripted, every single Tuesday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Indeed. If you're we, oh baby. This guy right here is Bill After. I'm Dr. Chris. I'm heading over to Pancakes and Power Slams to take some live questions from uh, people like Rollin. Rollin's a weekly uh, follower. Weekly. Thank you, Rollin, for sending us some great questions. Indeed. Uh, yeah, he, he, every week, man, this guy's a super, super awesome, awesome follower of Sportskeeda and uh, my my endeavors as well. Bill After, Dr. Chris, this Dr. is Chris. unscripted by Sportskeeda Wrestling. Follow Russell Bench. Follow at After One Chat. Follow at Chris Prolific. Have a good night. I'll see you at the matches. Matches, yes. He <laughs> stole my finish. Call the booker. Call the booker. He stole my finish. <laughs>